Welcome once again to another edition of The Real Money Show. I'm Darren Long, your host for today and also part of the Guildhall Wealth Management team. With me is Paul Wiseman, and throughout the show will be Jeremy Wiseman, both the President and Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And Paul, we are excited. This is a week full of information. We are going to be spending time talking about the diamond markets. It is March Madness. Of course, everybody's turning on the basketball, and we have a special that's going to be running for that, we're going to be talking. Which we do run every year, by every way. year. This is uh, the uh, this. Well, we've been on air since two thousand and eight. We've done it every year since two thousand eight. So this is ten years almost. This is our actually ninth full year of uh, doing the show. So we're excited to be here. I will remind everybody before we get going that the number to get in touch with Guildhall Wealth Management should you want more information on gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds is one eight seven seven eight silver. Or, of course, you can go to the website. It's guildhallwealth.com. We will say it often throughout the show. And please mind your P's and Q's. If you're driving, don't pick up the phone right now. Wait till you got a good moment to do it. We are going to talk, Paul, right off the top of the bat, a little bit about the gold to silver ratio. We've been talking about it in the last few weeks. And in particular, how interesting it is now to see analysts the world over starting to write much more about it. We're in an extreme situation, Paul, and what we are faced with is will gold go lower in price and come closer to silver, which is now about 80 to 1 and then some, or is it more likely that silver is going higher, in which case that gold to silver ratio, again, will be shrinking. I want to remind people that when we opened up our doors in 2002 and up until this week, the average overall between gold to silver and how many ounces of silver it takes to buy one ounce of gold has typically been around 55 to 1. When silver reached $49 an ounce back in 2011, that ratio shrank down to about 32 to 1. And the historical gnome that led us into the last major bull market of the 70s and into early 1980 was 16 to 1. So if we are reading this correctly and analysts are talking about this left, right, and center, then I am going to tell you I believe silver is going to get much higher in the near term. Well, if you look at the, you know, today's price of silver as we're recording this show Thursday afternoon, silver's trading at 1640. Uh, gold is in the 1320, 1317, 1318 range. Now, year to date, gold is up about 1.09%, and silver is down 3.64%. That's year to date. Now, Silver as a high of a 52-week high has been as high as 1865. Gold has been 1366. And I think you're right, Darren. I think there is more upside in silver right now than gold. Now, silver's usages is incredible. It's used in, though it's a precious metal, it's used in most manufacturing, whether it's iPhones, flat screen TVs, solar panels uh, in the medical industry um in for bandages now it is a you know a great healing uh method and as well as you know looking at uh, you know aircraft and missiles there's an awful lot of silver in a missile and none of this product is recoverable it can't be recycled so all the silver that is being mined is actually being used at an incredible rate all the gold that's ever been mined Darren is still above ground it's in bars it's in coins, it's in jewellery, 
maybe years ago it used to be in teeth, but it's still all above ground. It's not really used in any part of manufacturing, whereas silver is. So I think there's a terrific uh, movement up. Uh, I love silver. I bought silver myself this week. I think it was a great price, and I see it moving up at a tr- tremendous rate. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website to go to. There you can find out more information about all of the different products and services that Guildhall offers. And that's a great way to get started in buying a little bit of silver. Whether it is to take home, whether it is to be stored, we can help you with that every step of the way. We are experts in that particular arena. And when it comes to silver, Paul, there certainly is no surprises anymore for us as a firm. For some people, they, like you said, may have this preconceived notion based on historical norms of what silver does and where it's been used. But in talking about that gold to silver ratio, I brought with me an article from Value Walk called The Gold to Silver Ratio Reaching an Extreme. It was published on March the 12th. And essentially, aside from summarizing what the gold to silver ratio is, and that's just how many ounces of silver it takes to buy one gold ounce, they also publish a very handy chart which shows, and this article is going to be part of this week's Precious Metals newsletter that you can sign up for and get for free. And it shows the gold to silver ratio over the last couple of decades. And it points out very clearly where there have been some very excellent value points. And they note that once the silver ratio reaches that extreme of 80 or higher, meaning it takes 80 or more ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold, there have been tremendous opportunities of value there. We pointed out on the show last week, four such opportunities in the last uh, 10 years in this market where we participated in those markets and watched silver advance very aggressively. The last one was a 427% increase in the price of silver from bottom to top in terms of the turnaround of ratio. And this article says... The gold to silver ratio is again approaching a level near 80 and above, which marked a former major reversal in 2016. The 2016 surges in both metals followed that top and occurred as the ratio broke lower through its rising channel boundary from 2011. It's pointing to the chart here that we can see in this article. In other words, from a big picture perspective, the article goes on to say the gold to silver ratio is positioned at a level which marked important lows previously for both metals. And they are going to go on in this article to talk a little further about other various options that you might have in terms of viewing this and analyzing it. But what it falls down to is a very simple argument. When you get to this kind of extreme, this is the time to pick up some silver, put it into your portfolio, put it into storage with Guildhall Wealth Management, use the allocated financing, no matter how you open up an account. We'll talk about all of those throughout the show today. You are looking at an opportunity which historically has produced excellent results for investors. Well, as we said before, you know, silver's trading at 1640, but the Canadian dollar has weakened against the US dollar. So in Canadian dollars, silver is actually trading at 2132. As I mentioned earlier, you know, silver 52 week high was, you know, in the mid 18s. So this 
is really to me is a terrific buying opportunity. Now, as Darren said, you know, you have several ways of, you know, buying merchandise, buying silver, we or gold. We only deal in the physical product at Guildhall. You can go to our e-store, which is guildhallpreciousmetals.com, or go to guildhallwealth.com, top right-hand corner, you'll see our e-store. Now, you can buy silver uh, to take home, or if you want to put it into a safe, secure, allocated, segregated depository, you can do that with us. But you can buy one ounce. 10 ounce 100 ounce silver bars on gold you can buy one ounce five ounce 10 ounce kilo bars of gold you can buy silver maple leaves you can buy gold maple leaves this is a great way to start off um, to take product home it's for immediate delivery if you want to use our depository where you can take your product you get your bar numbers you can physically go visit your product if you want to or one of the ways we love to own gold and silver, and if you don't own a TFSA, that's a tax-free savings account, this is a great way to put into your account gold and silver. Uh, you can put, If you've never had a, a tax-free saving account, you can put 57500 Darren, is that correct? That is correct, Paul, yes. If you have uh, begun being able to invest in TFSAs from the start of 2009 until now. Correct. So you can have 57.5. You have to be over 18, of course, to open a TFSA. But if you are able to put the maximum, 57.5. And any money you make in that TFSA is tax-free. 100% so, tax-free. So it's a great way. If you want to put it into an RSP or you want to put it into a Lira or if any one of those um, registered plans, we can do that for you. We partner with Questray, that is the custodian. We do all the buying and selling. Um, it is a great way, and if you put every $5,000 US you put into a registered account, we're going to give you a gram of gold up to 10 grams uh, that we will offer to you, and it's a great way to invest. Now, also, we have our allocated um, financing which we're going to talk about a little bit later on. But again, when you invest $5,000, you will get a gram of gold for every $5,000 invested. So go to our website, look at all the different ways you can get involved in owning precious metals. I think this is a great opportunity. And, you know, we sometimes don't see the windows of opportunity that have come along. My saying, and I've always said it forever, is it's better to be one month too early in making a purchase than one day too late. And this is the time to get in when silver's trading at 1640 and silver's trading in, you know, around about 1320. Great time to buy. All right, we're going to change gears before we go to break here. Jeremy, you're now here at the show, and certainly you have a lot to say on this week's program. I know we touch base on a number of different topics. One of those topics was yet another example of repatriation, a country calling for their gold reserves to be brought home from where they were stored, in this case, Hungary. Their central bank is going to repatriate their gold holdings that were placed in London bullion vaults, and this process like the German process, like the Swiss process, like so many others, will more than likely lead to new headlines on a monthly basis, a weekly basis perhaps. And I think that we're going to see more in this uh, debate and ongoing discussion of countries taking gold home. When they're telling us it's a relic, when they're telling us that it doesn't pay dividends, you can't live in it, you can't you know, uh, eat it. And this has been ongoing ever since we opened our doors. But when this kind of thing happens and continues to happen, maybe they're pulling the wool over our eyes, Jeremy, and what they're doing behind our backs is different than what they're telling us to do. I don't know if it's behind our backs, but it definitely, in my mind, 
shows that there's a breakdown in credibility and trust, that when you see other countries saying, you know what, I, I think at this point I'd like to hold our gold in our own vaults, thank you very much. It, it's either saying we're not sure if you have it or it's part of that trend of protectionism you know, when you see things like tariffs being put on and currency wars where everyone's devaluing their currencies, countries decide, sovereign nations decide, you know what, I think it's probably better off if we have the product in our own vaults in a sort of thank you very much kind of way. And I think that the fact that these central banks are accumulating physical precious metals is also saying, commenting in some ways on the strength of the currency system or monetary system in terms of Things are very overvalued in many parts of the world. It's very tenuous. It's very fragile. And they want to be prepared for the worst. One eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. That's the tools you will need to get more information. Get on to the weekly newsletter. Find out more about investing in gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. When we come back, we'll extend that discussion on repatriation. We're going to be talking March Madness, what it means to diamond buyers and investors in pink diamonds in particular. We'll want to pay attention. This segment coming up will be a discussion on the Argyle Mines and so much more. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And welcome back once again to The Real Money Show here with Guildhall Wealth Management. There was a lot to say in that first segment. We talked about the gold-silver ratio and in the fourth segment, we're going to summarize why you cannot afford to fall asleep at the wheel if you're looking at owning gold and silver. It's easy to pass by and think about an investment and never take that first step because you believe that in the short term, the price didn't jump up to $16.90 or $17.50 or $20 an ounce. But the truth is, that is very passive vesting. You have to be a contrary investor when you're looking at things like gold and silver. And anyone who's listened to this show uh, for a little, little bit of time knows that we are very much into the fundamentals the fundamental reasons why you should have some physical gold and some physical silver and tangible assets in your portfolio. And we're not necessarily looking at the charts. We've had some people who, you know, were reading charts as guests on the show. And in actual fact, I think they ran counter to our ideas because we're not looking to fast trade precious metals. We think that they should be held long term in the portfolio. But there are times where you see these entry points into the market. And what we're trying to avoid is people getting into the market based on momentum. We don't want to see people buying gold at $3,000 an ounce because they finally believe it's going to go up. We don't want to see silver being bought at over $40 an ounce when investors had an opportunity to acquire their positions in the low $20 range in Canadian dollars. So this is about understanding the fundamentals. It's about understanding what the opportunity is at this moment with gold and silver undervalued. And I think this idea of the ratios really highlights that. It underlines that. It 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 underscores it in the sense of it doesn't get to look much better than this. So if you've been listening to the fundamentals, do a review contact us, learn more about the market, and don't let this opportunity go to waste. one silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. And on that point, Paul, you have a little more to say, but what does this mean in terms of what we see in the near term or the, the long term in terms of things like rape, repatriation and people bringing home their gold? Well, I'm looking at currencies. 
Now, as we record the show today, the, the Canadian dollar against the U.S. dollar is almost one. It actually is. It's one point three zero five. Now, owning gold and silver, what this does, it protects you against currencies. Now, for example, within the last month or less than a month, the currency Canadian dollar has dropped almost five cents against the U.S. dollar. Now. We're hearing that there is no inflation or very little inflation in Canada. Now, I don't know how many, how many oranges we grow in Canada or peaches in the middle of winter. We import an awful lot of product coming in from the States. You know, Trudeau and Trump, they're loving their tariffs at the moment. But if they put a tariff on which they said they're not going to do it on steel and aluminum, they would cause a little bit of a trade war with Canada. If you look at what we import, we are paying 5% more. Actually, it's 4% more when you take it at 1.30 instead of 1.25. 4% more for anything that we bring across from the States. That is inflation. Gold and silver will rise with inflation. It hasn't hit yet. When prices go up, Employers have to pay more money. We have a minimum wage of $14. I was talking to a chap on the last weekend that owns about 20 pubs. It's not the $14 that hurts him as a wage. It's his manufacturers and the people that he, his suppliers that he's buying product from, other food, other... Or the raising of prices. The to raises the, of prices the... that that affects. So we have inflation. It's hidden. When you buy gold and silver... And it doesn't matter if, if the rate today is 130. The, the Canadian dollar could go, I remember in 2004, 2005, it was a dollar 62 to the dollar. What's stopping it going back to a dollar 62? Nothing right now. So buy gold, buy silver. If you would have bought a year ago and you paid a dollar 20 for the currency. You've made 10% on the currency holding gold and silver. It hasn't really done that bad. Yeah, you know, we, we'll get people every so often that will ask about the government confiscating gold as they did in the States almost 100 years ago. And I always point out as an argument that people should be aware that the government's been confiscating wealth through inflation for decades. And part of that, the reason they do that is because especially in Canada, is they no longer use the Bank of Canada to have interest-free loans. So now they're paying interest on loans, which didn't happen before the 70s. And anyone interested in that can go to Comer versus the Bank of Canada to see why that is. And when you're always owning, having to pay back loans, it's like what happened in Greece. The, the, the amount you have to keep paying back gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you have to deal with it somehow. And the way it gets dealt with is... The government has their hand in your pocket. And by holding physical gold and silver, you're literally taking that wealth out of the system and it's stored wealth at the same time. Once you've taken that gold out of the ground, once you've refined it into a brick, that's it. It's done. Yes, you can store it if you're, if you're concerned about security and making sure that it's fully insured. But beyond that, it's stored wealth and it always has been. And over the last decade and a half, it's gone up over 300%, which hedges against the devaluing currencies. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom There you can find more information on this. We may have a few blog posts pertaining to today's show. 
You can find previous copies of The Real Money Show and also sign up for the Precious Metals newsletter. It comes out once a week, folks. It is free and it's our attempt and effort to connect with you on a weekly basis to share some of the finest articles that we've read over the course of the week. We put a lot of time and effort into creating that for you and it's merely just a request away. In addition to that, you can also get you can also get the uh, investment package. That's also free of charge. We're happy to send it out via email or a physical package. It's your choice. You'll get a lot of information on our accounts, the account types, and how to get the ball rolling. And don't forget, of course, the e-store is there. It is just a click away. It is one convenient shopping spot for you to make bullion purchases, whether it's silver, gold, or a combination of both. Maybe you want to look into things like platinum, palladium, which are not as, uh, you know, they're not bought as often. We don't discuss them as often, but they are there on the site as well. That's an option for you also. Either way, I highly recommend that website. It's guildhallwealth.com. And the number to call to get this information, should you wish to just speak with somebody directly, one eight seven seven eight silver Now, we were talking about repatriation. We've talked about the value of understanding how undervalued, pardon the way I've said that, but how undervalued silver is when we talk about that ratio of gold to silver. If we're going to take advantage of this, and we're gonna have this in front of somebody and we're gonna look at different ways to do this. Well, we've talked about registered accounts. You can put silver and gold into an RSP. You can even use an existing RSP to do that. Paul mentioned TFSAs. That's a great way to shelter a bit of money. It's tax-free, and of course, you can add to that over time up to the allowable amount every year. This case, uh, in the case of 2018, that's an additional 5,500 for you to put in there, put towards gold and silver. And you can also do that in other registered accounts, whether they're Liras, Rifts, Lifts. But what we don't talk about frequently enough is allocated financing. Now, it's not for everyone, and it's the concept of other people's money. Where you would typically go and buy, let's say, 1,000 ounces of silver, which is a nice round purchase, maybe 10 100-ounce bars of Royal Canadian Mint silver, beautiful bars, 4.9 purity, the hallmark kind of the industry, that purchase to put in a depository counter to take home, it's going to run you a little over 20000 Canadian dollars at this point in time. If I use the allocated financing account that's provided through Guildhall, you can have that same exact account working for you, making you money as this market rises for as little as about 10000 Canadian. That's literally half the cost. In other words, you can put up as little as 45% of the metal value you want to invest in, either gold, silver, or a combination of both, and you own and control the metal. And we don't say it often enough, but the metal is physical, it is allocated to you, it includes serial numbers, and it's product that can be seen, held, and touched by you. Yes, it's stored, ease of liquidity, and it does serve as the collateral for the allocated financing account, but it is one awesome way to invest in these markets when the markets are expected to move higher. And of course, you can take delivery of the product. You just pay off the financed amount and you can take delivery of the product. Easy peasy. Another way that we're seeing people take advantage of this allocated financing actually is to uh, use existing product to free up some cash. That's a great point. We have some people who, you know, maybe they've got five monster boxes of silver, for instance, and they want to uh, take that product, bring it in and get some cash that they can use for other investments at the time. And this allows you to maintain your physical 
precious metal position while also giving you some liquidity at the same time. So, you know, we know that that's something that people are doing um, with their mortgages. But if you have physical bullion, that might be a less risky way to actually get some cash. You know, I know we're far away from Christmas, but you know what I'm saying? That kind of idea of, uh, you know what? I want to stay in the market, but I need some liquidity right now. I'm seeing some opportunities, uh, that sort of thing. So there's there's other ways you can use this investment. The market could well run from here to Christmas. It's it's certainly not going to be predictable in that sense. But it's the awesome part about that is you're exactly right. If I had four 100-ounce bars sitting at home or five or six or seven of them, it would, would, could take a portion of those. As little as four of those bars right now will open up a 1,000-ounce account of silver in the allocated financing, which is a great way to approach it. And in addition to that, let's throw a little something else out there. Sure. From here forward, one gram of gold for every 5,000 you put into an allocated financing mm-hmm. account. A little bit of an incentive. And again, not for everybody. For those that can afford it, you're not running out to a credit card company. You're not going to go and make a, a loan to do this type of account. This is something that you do because you want to spend a dollar, but instead of spending all of it, you hold back maybe 50, 60 cents of that dollar for a rainy day or to cost average. That's the way to approach this. All right. When we get back, we're going to go to break in a minute. Paul, you have something to say. If you do have 50000 to put into the market, and this is an example of something we did this week, client came in expecting only to do gold and silver, put 50000 into an allocated uh, financing account. Instead of doing it all through the allocated financing, put 25000 in, got the basically the same amount of metal, the 50000 worth of metal, but also went home with a natural fancy colored diamond. It's and, a beautiful way to do that. And save the sales tax because we have a promotion with the March Madness. We always do it every year. We're running it till the 15th of April. Whatever diamond you buy, we are going to eat the HST. So if you see a diamond for $50,000 as an example, you're going to save 6500 in tax. A $100,000 diamond, you'll save $13,000. Right. If you buy a quarter of a million dollar diamond, you're saving over $30,000. It's a big chunk. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we will tune turn our attention to color diamonds. We'll spend a little more time talking about what's going on this week. And before we leave today's show, we are going to touch base on what we have talked over the long term is the weakening US and Canadian housing markets. Something to be paying close attention to if you're thinking of speculating at this point. If you own your home, well done. Good advice. That's the way to go. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Took a little break. Again, we digested a little bit more of what we're going to be talking about. And we're ready for the third segment of today's show. It's one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. Don't forget... Go there, sign up for the Precious Metals newsletter. It comes out on a weekly basis. It's yours for the taking, and we're happy to send it to you via email. It has a collection of great articles. We take time to put this together and make sure that you're in the know about Precious Metals week to week. Again, one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. Now, before we went to break, fellas, we were talking about colored diamonds, and it is a very interesting time for colored diamonds. A couple of things that are coming up. Paul, you mentioned March Madness means no tax on all colored diamonds between now and April 15th of next month. We also have the June Diamond Show. It's going to be quickly approaching. Again, we're calling it 
you know, we're way in advance of that right at this point in time. But again, we expect to see much of the same, which is very little in the way of decent product that's floating out there for us to acquire. We've got news on the Argyle front, huge news that we're going to talk about in this segment. And Paul, I know you're chomping at the bit to get going. What have you brought with you this week to talk about? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about some diamonds, but in between that, um, through Guildhall Wealth, whether you you know you're buying gold, silver, a natural fancy color diamond, we make the payment plan as easy as possible. You can pay by debit. Uh, larger purchases are obviously paid through wire. We have pre-authorized debit. We, you can pay by bank draft. We have bill payment. Uh, we have PayPal which for those people that want to use credit cards. And we even take Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And for the people out there that do own Bitcoin and you've done well in Bitcoin where you got in early at a very, very low price, this may be the time to take some money off the table, buy a diamond, buy some gold, buy some silver, a combination of both. Realize the product, realize realize a hard asset, not something that's vaporware, but something that's actually real that you can hold in your hand. So this is a great time to use those Bitcoins to buy, as I said, a diamond or gold or silver. But I was talking uh, this week to some of my dealers, <coughs> excuse me, out of New York, uh, that we went to Hong Kong last week for there was a big big jewelry show. There's always one one in Las Vegas and the other one is in Hong Kong and actually there's another one in Switzerland in Baal. But um, the market was pretty good. There was a lot of sales going on, especially in pink diamonds. But there weren't a lot of argyle pinks of quality. Now one of the reasons the argyle mine supposedly is going to close in 2021. Paul, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, but I'm thinking that's part of the reason why you're not seeing a lot of them out there, because those that have good quality Argyles are starting to realize, wait a minute, I should put that right at the back of the safe, because I'm going to keep that for when the mine closes. And over the, over the following years after that, they're going to be very, very uh, well, valuable. Absolutely. Well, absolutely, because we know in the tender, uh, every year that's put out, there's normally 55 to 65 diamonds. Out of those 55 diamonds that go into that tender, that's the best of the best Argyle diamonds, there's only 11 of VS quality. Now, at Guildhall Diamonds, we only carry VS or better in pink diamonds, in Argyle pinks or any other type of pink. That's all we carry is VS. So the diamonds that are out there are SI1, SI2, I1, I2, which in my opinion... They look great. They're nice in a piece of jewelry, but they are not investment grade. It's not something that you're going to get great returns unless you buy a two, a two carat, carat or a five carat <laughs> or a red or if it's a you know a P one P two which is an extraordinary color. Right, you're going to be able to find so VS one, VS two, VVS one. You know, in argyle pinks is uh, are incredible finds and. We're also hearing rumors, and I think, Darren, you've got some, some work on this as well, where the diamond or argyle may be closing before 2021 because it's becoming very, very expensive to mine for these diamonds. Well, last year at this time, gentlemen, I wrote an article called Argyle Mine Production, Is It Falling? We sent it out to all of our subscribers at the time, and it's now become almost a staple in a lot of the things we do regarding colored diamonds, which just discusses the potential impact that falling ore reserves at the Argyle mine will have on diamond production. And this is not news, believe it or not, that is getting passed out 
throughout the industry. It's certainly not making headlines anywhere, but it is very important to us, and we are well connected with the Argyle story. Not only do we have the connection to those that supply the diamonds, and not only have we been to the tenders, we've also owned and continue to own Argyle Pink Diamonds as part of our own investments here at Guildhall, and Paul has many that he could talk to about on a weekly basis. We don't do this because we feel that every diamond should be bought and sold. We're also in this to make a return on the invested dollar. Now, as it relates to Argyle Mine, what we talked about and what I wrote in this article last year was that there had been a very, very easy to see reduction in the amount of reserves. That is dirt that's sitting piled, waiting for them to be put through the sluicing mechanisms to find diamonds. Now, if you know anything about Argyle Mine, you'll know that pink diamonds are not their primary source of income. It is white diamonds, and then after whites, we might even argue browns, and then you get a very, very small, in fact, about one-tenth of one percent of their total diamond production per year in pink-colored diamonds. Those diamonds make up what we get throughout the year, as well as the 50 to 60 lots that you see in the tender, in which case you'll see the odd purple or violet diamond, in some, t- in some cases a red diamond, other times we've even seen blue. But that being said, what we wrote about last year was essentially that the reserves are falling, which led us to believe 2021 would be the ultimate closure time for this mine. We put it out and there is charts there. I'm now in the stages one year later of creating the second part to that article. We just had the 2017 annual mining report released and an update on those reserves. And folks, I am telling you, if you get no other report on colored diamonds, this is the single best report I've ever seen. It is going to be so telling as to where prices are going. You're going to not want to miss this. The number to call is one 78 silver or guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. Sign up, and when you do, ask for the Argyle report. Every broker in the office will be happy to give that out to you. I'll put the report on the Real Money Show on our website. So when you go to the Real Money Show next week, you can uh, click on the on this episode, and we'll have a download of that that article. For right. Local. Paul. The As you said before, the Argyle Mine, which is owned by Rio Tinto, produces 90% of the world's pinks yet it's only one-tenth of one percent of their production, which means the rest of the world produce 10% of the of pinks. I've got one diamond. It's small, but it's beautiful. It's a 0.24. It's a fancy VS2, beautiful, beautiful cut. It's a, a radiant cut. It's $18,500 Canadian with no tax. So that's 18500 tax included. It's going to be a first-come, first-serve. I've only got one stone like this. It's a 0.24 Fancy Pink VS2. It's a great, great buy, a great investment, especially when the Argyle mine closes in 2021. This will be an incredible investment. And here's the thing. Not every diamond, colored diamond that comes out of the ground is an investment diamond. It could have inclusions, as you were talking about earlier, Paul. It could not be the greatest of cuts. And ultimately, you have to know the rules before you know which rules you can break in terms of finding quality investment-grade color diamonds. And that's what we do at Guildhall. We go out, we find the absolute highest-grade 
natural fancy colored diamonds available, strongest colors, best clarities, the right size for the right color. We have partners in the industry that we have cultivated over a decade who know exactly what we're looking for and know that our standards are exacting, which means when you choose a diamond from the Guildhall Diamond Collection, you are not picking from someone else's collection. This, this isn't on paper. We own these diamonds. We've gone out. We've invested in these diamonds. We've put skin in the game in, with regard to these diamonds. We, we back up these diamonds in that respect. And so this isn't, oh, I've got a yellow diamond. That's fantastic. It's, val it's, it's valuable. It's colored. You, you need to have it. No, that's not what we're dealing with here. It's if you want a diamond from the, from the Guildhall Diamond Collection, you are getting an investment-grade diamond We've gone out. We've done the work for you. All you have to do is pick the diamond that picks you in terms of what re what what attracts your attention. You're going to get a GIA report. You're going to get an appraisal with that diamond, and you're going to have Guildhall's research backing that diamond. Again, this diamond that we're offering is a 0.24 Fancy Pink VS2. Uh, it's $18,500 Canadian. HST included. Now, I also have a little bigger diamond. It's a 0.46, just under half a carat. Uh, again, it's a fancy pink VS2. It's a non-argyle, but this diamond is $47,000, 47995 Canadian tax in. And the reason that I'm offering these diamonds as well with the tax in, we purchased some of these diamonds last year and the year before. We keep in inventory. The dollar was as low as a year ago, a dollar twenty. Three, four years ago, it was par. So if you bought a diamond when the Canadian dollar was par or the U.S. dollar was par to the Canadian, you know, you're making 30% just on currency alone, holding the diamond just for three, four years. I believe that the Canadian currency is going to weaken against the U.S. dollar. It makes this investment even more attractive so if you want to get into this you know it's hst we pay the hst it's march madness i know i love basketball i love march madness we do this every year and we're always very very successful people take advantage of these deals rarity and quality equal value you act on that value you find a good investment that suits the long-term needs of your portfolio you look no further than a colored diamond this is the way to get into a good, long-standing market, has a complete history. The best experts that you can get in the industry in Argyle Pink Diamonds in Canada, in my opinion, are Guild Hall. I'm sitting beside two gentlemen who know more than I think most people will know in a lifetime when it comes to colored diamonds. So I think that this is the best way to put your dollars, hard-earned dollars, to work. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. Go there, see what we're talking about. Pay attention for that article coming out very shortly. It has some surprises in it, folks, that you'll want to hear about. And I will make a prediction on the mine closure, which I think is no more going to be such a big da, da, surprise. Da, 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 da. Right? Don't, don't, don't give it away yet, I won't give it, don't away. give it away. I promise. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth, and you are listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to the fourth and final segment of today's Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. By my side today is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management, 
and Paul Wiseman gracing us with his presence yet again. Two weeks in a row, Paul. It's good to see you back here, and there has been a lot to talk about on today's show. We just left off, gentlemen, with natural fancy colored diamonds. Let's put this all together before we move forward. I want to get into the market. We talked about the idea of what had happened this week, in particular with 50000 Client came into our office. I wanted to buy 50000 worth of silver. Ended up walking out of our office with... 50000 worth of silver in storage through the allocated financing program and a natural fancy colored diamond. The best of both worlds, I would argue that that in and of itself is in fact the best way we could give and hand off valuable investment feedback for our buyers. And also made 2.5% on the currency. Well, that's in and of itself another whole story altogether. We're not here to be your planners or advisors, folks. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com, the website. And we also mentioned in the last segment about another Argyle article coming out. This is something you will not want to miss. You can go back. Jeremy has promised to put the article from a year ago up onto the site and take a look at what I had to say a year ago about Argyle Mine Reserves and what is left of the pile of dirt that they are using to find pink diamonds. It is amazing. It is a report you cannot miss. If you are thinking about buying pink diamonds, this is the kind of knowledge that we use at Guildhall to help you be more successful. So that is something I want everyone to have. Again, the website to get there, guildhallwealth.com, or call us directly, one eight seven seven eight silver so in our last segment here, just an opportunity to bring out uh, sort of a mixed bag of observations from the week. And we saw that uh, Kudlow is going to become the uh, uh, advisor for Trump. And I, I thought it was very interesting that one of his first comments was that he believes that uh, the dollar is getting stronger and that people should sell gold. Why he put those two in the same sentence is quite curious, don't you think? Well, I know one thing's for sure, whether or not that's you know, going to be a long-term good play for Trump. I can tell you that our dear friend to the show, Daniel DiMartino Booth, is going to be very happy because Kudlow does not have a PhD. So he is one of the people that is going to be leaned on by Trump, and who knows where it goes with this. I can tell you when he was acting as the head spokesman on the CNBC channel, I did not like what he had to say most of the time, and he really did toe the line for the most part. He was more of a cheerleader than anything, in my opinion. He just took all my words away. I did mean, you? He, Sorry, he Paul. Just, I mean, that's just what he was. He, you know, he's CNBC's cheerleader. I mean, he could be falling off a roof, going 24 floors down. How's it going? Going great Fantastic. so far. Fantastic. Because well, that's he, all he ever did. I mean, I said that on the show, I think, five, six years ago about Larry Cadillac and his cheerleading. I mean, it's the same every time the stock market looks like it's in trouble. They wheel out Warren Buffett. I mean, you know, CNBC is a great propaganda channel for the stock market. They very rarely mention gold. They very rarely mention silver. They never mention investment diamonds because it's over everybody's head and not everybody knows about it. You have to be an expert. And at Guildhall, we are experts in natural fancy colored diamonds and precious metals, gold and silver, platinum and platinum. I can appreciate having a cheerleader in your corner. I think that makes a lot of sense in in many respects. I I do think that this idea of, well, let's just stop the interest rate thing and let's try to get this economy really on fire. 
I think that also makes sense uh, in terms of some of the things he's saying. I, I just find it curious that he that somehow he puts gold and the dollar into some sort of fist fight and says that one you can't have one without the other, that if you have a strong dollar, the only way to get there is to sell your gold. That just doesn't quite ring with me when, let's be honest, less than 2% of the population own gold. So who is he speaking to in that regard? And why has he decided that gold is the enemy? So I'm more just bringing up some questions with regard to his motivations there um, that I think is just very interesting at this time. one silver guildhallwealth.com. Gentlemen, a question for you both. We have, for what seems to be a very long time, discussed the notion of what benefits can be had by mixing and matching various hard assets, gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds. We've also talked about the merits of home ownership. Whether to delve into it or not is completely your decision as a listener, and whether you have speculated in real estate or not, again, your decision. When we started the show today, I promised you I would bring some stats to you about Real Estate in Ontario, and that we will do. We have an article here which was uh, in the Greater uh, Toronto News called uh, Greater Toronto Luxury Home Sales Drop 60% Report Shows through the Canadian Press. And basically, in a nutshell, what it's saying is what we predicted for a very long time, that the month-over-month sales are starting to slow, especially in the periphery. So you get a vacuum, which is happening in the core part of GTA in which you're seeing condo prices continue to rise month after month. New developments are being bought up very quickly. That's staying uh, kind of the course for now, but the peripheral buying and selling is slowing. Most of the people that I talk to in real estate call that a calming effect, so to speak, maybe a neutralization of the market. It's not better for buyers. It's neither better for sellers. Um, But the truth is we've been calling this for a long time. We've been saying real estate prices are going to fall. It's time to find other avenues to put that extra dollar. And it's not so much trying to... It's not necessarily about trying to call when the market's going to go down or not. You know, we know that the government stepped in with some legislations to try to quell the bubble of their production. You know, they lowered interest rates. Banks are willing to lend out a ton of money. And you kind of have to sit there and say, okay, uh, someone who earns, let's say, 150000 a year, what's the bank willing to give them? Well, this year they're willing to give them 300000 The next year they're willing to give them 400000 the next year, the bank's willing to give them 500000 And the question becomes, why is the bank willing to give this person so much money, even though the interest rates are so low, who's actually going to in- be insuring those? And if those insurance policies have to come due, who's actually paying that out? You are, Darren. I am. You know, <laughs> And all of a sudden, interest rates show that interest rates don't stay down forever. They start to rise which puts the people who are taking on mortgages in trouble and the people who now have to look at what their monthly payments are going to be get into trouble. So in some ways, it wasn't about trying to figure out when the market was going to go down. It was, isn't there a mathematical limit to this? Which is, there's going to be a limit to how much you can borrow before you have to pay someone for all of that borrowing. Okay, this article from the Huffington Post, which we were just citing, says that luxury home sales in the greater Toronto area, Oakville, and Hamilton, Burlington have fallen. This is sales. The, the number of sales have fallen in luxury homes, those that are over a million dollars, by almost 60% year over year, according to REMAX. 
What, if any, takeaway do we have from that? I can look up a number of articles that have been presented to me and that I have found myself and that we've discussed here on this very show, but what's the takeaway? How do I rebalance? What are my options, Jeremy, if I was thinking about getting into real estate? My, my takeaway is that at the end of the day, and this has also been my personal experience, so empirical knowledge here, is that you walk into the bank and you say, hey, you know, what, what, what do you think you'd give me? And then they say, we'll give you this. And you go, I, I can't believe you're willing to give me this. You know, that would, that would mean no more dinners out, no more buying clothes, no more anything, because I'm going to be paying all of this onto the mortgage and the bank was willing to give it to me. So my takeaway is that eventually you also have to think about counterparty risk, what you can afford, and are you going to now turn your principal residence into your only investment? And I think it's good to be diversified. And so there's nothing wrong with having some physical bullion outside the banking system that has zero counterparty risk that you can see long-term has continued to hold value and grow in value, that it's not about one over the other, it's about hedging. I don't know whether it's all about risk anymore. I think the banks, especially in the States and maybe here in Canada, they just have the philosophy, the good will overcome the bad. Mm. So if enough people pay the mortgages, the people that default, we can cover it by the people paying. It's a terrible way to run a business. Um, you know, No one ever said government was good at running business. Well, but it's it's a strange way. But let's look at, you know, the hard assets. Gold, silver, right now, if you take the currency at 130 Canadian, you know, silver's trading over $21, gold's trading over $1,700. What it's done, it's done its job, gold and silver. It's kept its value while currency has been retracing back and the stock market recently and, well since the, the stock market the and you know maybe the stock market's got a little further to go what happens if the stock market comes off a little bit more or real estate comes off a little bit more people are going to be running to that safe haven and the safe haven has always been gold and silver and we were mentioning a little story before about russia um, some plane took off with uh, Russian assets were 368 million, but they forgot to lock the back door and everything fell out the back of the plane. So <laughs> there, everybody's hunting for all this gold, silver and diamonds all over uh, one of the coldest areas in Russia. Why are they searching? Why are they going after it? It's a relic. It doesn't mean anything. It has yeah. no value, as the central banks say. Anyway, How come when it falls out of a plane, everyone wants to grab some? Sure, it's freebies. But anyway... Go to guildhallwealth.com. Go to our website. If you want to buy gold and silver, you want to take it home for immediate delivery, everything is available for you, whether you're buying one ounce, 10 ounce, 100 ounce bars on gold, whether you're buying one ounce, five ounce, 10 ounce kilo bars of gold. If you want to buy Royal Canadian Mint coins, we have them available for you. We have a depository which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated, where you can put your product. It's a great way to store your product rather than putting it back into a banking system, into a safe deposit box. We have registered accounts, RSPs, and especially the TFSA. If you've never, ever owned gold or silver, this is a great way to put it in. It's a registered account. It's tax-free. You're not going to have to pay capital gains. It's a great way to own gold and silver. And finally, we have allocated financing where you actually get physical product. It's like owning a home. You go to the bank because you're buying a house. They will give you a mortgage against the house. And that's what allocated financing is. So... Darren, give out the numbers, get people to call in, 
when you put $5,000 into an allocated financing account, we're going to give you a gram of gold completely free of charge. If you open an RSP, a TFSA, for $5,000, you're going to get up to 10 grams of gold for every five, one gram of gold for every 5,000 invested up to 10 grams. One eight seven seven eight silver That's one eight seven seven eight silver the number to call. You can speak directly to Jeremy. You can speak directly to Paul, myself, anyone at the firm. You can also go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. There you will see the natural fancy color diamonds, the product Paul just spoke of, all of their, uh, all of the types of different gold and silver that are offered, as well as platinum, palladium. And we are very thankful that you would take the time out of your day to listen to our show. It's The Real Money Show, hosted by us, the folks at Guildhall Wealth Management. We're happy you came aboard. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.